Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. So I wanted to ask you, I mean, like you, you've spoken about um, like a challenge off the field. Um, have you had any um, challenges as I think about it, um, you know, like on the field, you know, in the game uh, when you've been playing or just anything you've sort of uh, sort of encountered along the way that's sort of built up the uh, built up the metal um, in yourself? Yeah, um, I suppose in a um, especially in a um, elite programs such as, you know, the Tasha Gale or the Harvey Norman system, um, you're there against very talented individuals. Like, you know, everybody is selective in that team for different reasons. But the main reason is that the coaches see talent and potential within you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose um, I in, during the Tasha Gale season, I kind of um, was finding myself I could have played an awesome game, you know, but then I would look at somebody else and I was constantly comparing myself to my teammates and um, I was constantly like thinking, why can't I score, you know, two tries in a match? Why can't I make an awesome play like that? You know, I I, I found myself getting in the, in the trap of, of um, just comparing myself to my teammates and, and getting quite um, upset that I wasn't able to do what they were able to do. Mm. Um, and um, a good friend of mine and a coach mentor and one of my heroes, Rebecca Young, she um, she just sat me down one day and she said, like, Mon, you have to realise that you are a very different player to the others you do different things, like you do things that they aren't able to do. You do the hard work so they are able to score the tries and do all the stuff, you know. Um, so I, I kind of found that um, a bit of a struggle um, just because I was, I, as I said, I, I could have played an awesome game, but at the end of the day, at the end of the game, I was still feeling upset because I still felt like I wasn't playing well enough. Mm. Um, I'm Putting a, very, a lot of pressure on yourself there. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm a very competitive, very driven person. And um, my biggest critic is myself, um, yeah. without a doubt. Like, you know, um, I, I, I'm always very hard on myself. So I think, you know, I think um, I've been learning as, as growing up, I've been able to um, reflect and realise that I am a bit too hard on myself and, you know, doing things to change that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I just, I just, um, I, I definitely in the Harvey Norman competition, I was surrounded by all of these girls that were, you know, five to some of them were even ten years older than me, um, you know, experienced ex New South Wales, ex Australian players, current NRLW players, and I'm, I just like the whole season, I never compared myself to anybody else because I knew that. I am so young and they have gone through that. They've gone through those stepping stones of, of, you know, having to work for their stripes and stuff like that. And that's something that I, I just kept reminding myself this year in the Harvey Norman. I was just stoked to be there and I was just being a sponge and just soaking up absolutely everything I could off those players and, and my teammates because, um, 
you know, I just, I just know that I'm so young. I don't know everything, even though if I think I know everything, I don't know everything just yet. And I haven't even hit my potential. So, yeah, well, I'm so glad to hear that. Well, one that you've recognised, you know, what it was that you were doing, because it is really easy to get caught in that inner monologue as well, where you're like, why did you do that? Or, you know, that wasn't good enough. Or why even here? But, I mean, it sounds like you've also understood. And thank you also to that person who sat you down. Was it Beck? Um, yeah, Beck Young. And like yeah. gave you that speech because like she's totally right. You know, you bring so many different skills and you wouldn't be there if someone else didn't sort of recognize what you know what a key unit you are in order for that team to succeed uh, you might not be the one running over the line and um, putting the ball down but you are definitely integral to the success of that entire you know chain of events that led to that try so I mean and and you're doing better with um, like just sort of having that understanding yeah I am I am uh, I know I'm still very young still probably very naive but um, you know, if I had a spoken, if I had, would have a conversation with myself even two years ago, I would think I would know more than I do. But you know, it's 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 just about growing up and and yeah. just realizing that, like you know, it's all about a process, and everybody's on their own individual journeys. You know, some people crack into the NRL and NRLW season at a fresh age of you know eighteen, whereas some may not make their debut until 25 26 like yeah. everybody's on their own own individual journeys and pathways and and I think that's something that I've kind of realized and it's helped me accept the fact that I am my own player I'm on my own journey and as long as I'm you know doing what I can then I'll I will, I'll I'll be able to do whatever I want to do you know yeah. as long as I believe in myself yeah no that's great and that's so good and it sounds like you know you've got a lot to bring as well to the game um so I think it's going to be quite exciting uh your career will be certainly an interesting one to watch as you move through um and did you have any particular challenges that you wanted to talk about that you've had off the field or was that um perhaps just the uh the, the, the work stuff or was it was there any other challenges that you wanted to sort of share um yeah well I, I'm I'm a very open book I like to keep um things real um and I like to talk about things that are important and and um that I believe in and I think um mental health is is a huge thing um everybody you know you come across has dealt with some type of mental health issues um I have had my own um recently um you know in the last last 12 months of my life probably been um the hardest you know mm-hmm. um just um I I um I've always perceived myself as a very happy-go-lucky carefree individual and then you know um 12 months ago I just kind of felt like I didn't know myself because I I felt like I wasn't that happy-go-lucky always positive bubbly um mon yeah and and um you know I, I um I got to I got to a stage where I just was um, super emotional about everything. I think it was a it was a combination of um, my schedule being too full on at that present time. I was yeah. trying to juggle too many things. I was I was saying yes to so many too things. Much. When, yeah, I, I I wasn't learning how to say no and saying no to people and and stuff. Um, 
my schedule was flat out. I I um, injured myself at work, so I wasn't able to work, and so that put a toll on me. Um, I finished up my footy like um, it was right when lockdown actually hit with COVID, so I was like in this kind of little bubble where I wasn't being able to see my friends, I wasn't being able to play football. Kind of everything that I loved and cared about kind of stopped. Yeah, and so I I found myself um in in a really bad um headspace and just constantly um thinking about you know things and overplaying things in my head and overthinking things and, and um you know I got to the stage where I um I I, I really didn't want to want to be here anymore um oh, and yeah well um I I had to I and that that was scary for me because that that's, that's never anything I've been through before wow. um and so I I um I went and seen my doctor and um spoke to him about it and I I started um actually seeing a psychologist for the first time and, and talking about my feelings and everything that was going on and um I started um, and impressions medication and I've been like finding my way back I because I, I felt like I kind of like as I said I lost myself and I didn't I didn't know where my life was going I felt lost and just like in a in a bit of a run and um, since then I've been able to turn things around and I've been able to be a lot more happier and, and I've learned so much more about myself yeah. um, you know and and I've I um you know I, I've I believe in, I've always believed in mental health, always been a big, very important to me, but it's been even more important to me now that I've had my own experiences as well. Mm. Um, and I, I can relate and understand people who also have gone through stuff. Whereas, you know, before there's only so much you can understand without going through a similar situation. Um, so I think I, I just believe in talking about uh, mental health and um, checking in on my mates and my family and and strangers as well. Like you don't have to be my mate or my family for me to care about you and ask you how you are. Like you know, I think um, the the suicidal rates and the and the um, the rates for for mental health is it's just it's really sad and shocking in Australia. Um, there's way too many that that um, are affected by suicide, and um, I just believe in yeah talking about it, prevention, just checking in on on your loved ones and just being um you know the nicest the nicest you can because you know everybody's got something going on behind closed doors and you know you might you might it might be just one little thing that sets somebody off um so just just constantly checking in and making sure people feel important and feel loved is is very important so you know hence why I wanted to um open up and talk about a little bit of my own challenges as well yeah, like Mon, I've got to say, um, I'm sorry that you know that you know you were going through that, and um, like also ultra brave of you to to you know disclose that because it it is very personal, and I'm I'm really glad that you actually got you sought out the medical attention and um, got the help that you needed. And how have your family been? Um, I mean, do they know? Have they been very supportive? Um, and and do you yeah. being there for you? Oh yeah. Um, my family could kind of tell I wasn't myself before I went to them and and sat them down and kind of, you know, um, they, I, I, I'm a very um, 
I feel like I my emotions come out in my actions and my body language. So when I'm not, I'm always like a thousand percent. Yeah. And when I'm not at that a thousand percent high energy, like super, you know, upbeat type, they know something's not right. Um, so they kind of could tell and they they, you know, would always say, you know, we're here for you, like we're here to talk. It just wasn't, I wasn't ready to talk about stuff yet. And then, yeah. you know, when I did eventually um, talk to my family about things and, and let them know how upset I was and, and where I was with my mental health, um, they were quite surprised with how deep it was. Um, yeah. But but they were, they were like, look, we're here to support you. We're so proud of you. Um, you know getting help talking to somebody and going on medication it's not weak don't ever think that um, you know and and I never I never did think that but I just I I never thought talking to somebody or going on medication or stuff like that I I never thought it was weak but I just didn't want people to treat me differently I didn't want yeah. people to to tiptoe around me or I wanted people to treat me the same you know um, yeah. I wanted people to still perceive me as, as, you know, happy go lucky mon, um, you know, and I just, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't have got through um, the last 12 months without my family and friends, honestly, like they have helped me hold on um, constantly checking in on me, constantly making sure I'm okay, asking how my sessions have gone with my psychologist asking if you know there's anything that I need um my friends you know like just just being there for me and and just reminding me how important I really am and how loved I am um you know I I um yeah I couldn't have gotten through it without without my loved ones that's for sure oh my god mom you sound like you have a wonderful wonderful network people yeah. that love you Sorry, um, I am actually getting a little bit emotional hearing, <laughs> hearing what you're talking about because it's actually really easy to, to um, I guess you could say, fake or act as if everything's okay in your life and everyone um, begins to uh, recognise that, oh, this is you, and then it becomes sort of attached to you. And, and, you know, and sometimes when you're just sort of away from everyone and you have those moments alone um, that, you you know, you're off you know the mask comes off and um and you know I'm, I'm glad that you were able to um obviously take the right steps to um you know to support yourself um and I also love the fact that your family were there for you and it sounds like they've been so supportive like yeah you know and 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 that's what you and that was that's what actually what lets you thrive and push on through because it's like you know what I, I was in my head for so long um, thinking about these things and I just forgot that these people love me. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, and want me here. Oh, God, sorry. I didn't think we were going to get so um, deep into some really emotional stuff. It just, Mon, we love you. We're glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, like, going on through the interview, I wanted to ask you what has been some of your biggest achievements, especially, um, like, thinking about on the field. Um, like I mean I'm not talking about and I know a lot of people will often say 
you know, I scored 12 tries. You know, <laughs> I ran 400 meters on average in that game. I mean, it's it's not just that sort of type of achievement. I mean, like what has what has been like a standout moment um, over your uh, your rugby league playing career? Definitely um, being selected and making my debut with the Harvey Norman um, Newcastle Knights this year. Um, you know, I. I had a conversation with um, a Knights coach at the end of last year um, just because I, I knew a couple of my mates had been um, selected in the preseason team for the Harvey Norman and I, I wasn't selected in that preseason side. Um, so I just I just wanted to, to call um, him and, and get some feedback on what are the things I can kind of work on to um, ensure that I'm there for the following year in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He gave me some some um, some really good advice and good tips. He reminded me that I am on my own journey and that I am my own player. Um, and he just kind of said, "Look, um, development wise, um, I've got to you know do X, Y, Z, hit the gym, get bigger, get stronger." Um, I knew my size would always come into it, but you know, um, it's not nothing that's ever going to stop me. I'm not just going to give up because of my size. Um, yeah. So yeah, he kind of just said, "Look, you probably develop development wise, you're probably not ready for the Harvey Norman 2022 season as of yet." Um, yeah. You know, and he said, "But there's no harm." Like there was an open trial in February. Um, he said, Can't, "We expect to see you in the open trial at February, and if you, you know, carve it up and you 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 give us every reason to pick you, then we will select you." So I went along to that um, open trial and. From there, I was then selected into the Harvey Norman side, which oh, I was wow. stoked. I was stoked because I, I just didn't think I was ready for that, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, if you had told me at the start of the year that I would have played Harvey Norman this year, I would have told you you were lying, you know. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I made my debut round one against the Wenty Magpies and I just couldn't believe that I was there. Um, I couldn't believe that I was debuting, like, or with the number nine on my back. I wasn't mm. coming off the bench. I wasn't I wasn't a reserve. I, I was the number nine in that game. It, for me, it was that one step closer to my dream of making NRLW. Like, that's that's the next step for me. And, and I guess I could say is I never in a million years thought I'd be running alongside with the likes of Hannah Southwell and Melanie Howard and Yasmin wow. Clydesdale. I would never thought I'd be tackling Maddie Sutton and Holly Wheeler and Healy Davis. Like, to me, it was so foreign because I just see them on the TV and I see, I still see them as, as idols and people yeah. to look up to. I never thought I would be tackling, you know, one of my idols or someone I looked up to. You know, I it was just a phenomenal experience to be, you know, running alongside, especially Hannah Southwell. Um, she's been one of my favorite players for a very long time, and you know, running alongside her was awesome. Uh, another one, Caitlin Moran, mm-hmm. um, ex Jillaroo player. Um, went and played in the BNB Cup this year. She had a little bit of time off football with injuries and stuff like that. And now I was training with her in the gym two weeks ago. And I never, ever, ever thought I would be training alongside Caitlin. Um, you know, I, I got a photo with her when I was 15 years old, um, you know, as a because like, I, I wanted to get a photo with her because she's my hero. She's my favorite player. Wow. And then, I, uh, the, uh, you know, two weeks ago, I was in the gym with her. Like, it was just mental. Um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely say that would be my biggest achievement on the field so far. 
Is it great to sort of rub shoulders and sort of be in the room with some of these, you know, um, stars that you've looked up to? And does it actually sort of tell you um, I'm a step closer to being there? Yeah, absolutely. And um, like drummed into myself just to be a sponge and anything, any advice, anything that those girls have, have said to me, I'm just soaking it up. And, you know, if there's something that does, doesn't quite work for my game, I, you know, sponge it out kind of thing um but bring it out you mean like a literal sponge yeah like a literal sponge (laughs) um just learning and and just taking in the whole experience um being very appreciative and blessed for the experience because I know there's a hundred other girls behind me wanting to be where I am at so Yeah. yeah definitely not taking anything for granted and just learning as much as I can yeah, uh, I think that's perhaps, you know, thinking back to um, when you debuted for the team and, you know, what was said to you beforehand about you not being ready. I mean, you're certainly showing that you are ready. Um, and I love the fact that you even get to still have those <gasps> sort of starstruck, you know, all yeah. moments whenever you're in the room uh, with a, with your, I mean, do you, do you even tell them? That, do you know that you know have you have you admitted about this 15 year old uh, you know mon who uh, <laughs> this photo well actually it was quite funny because I when I seen um Caitlin um or and I was a bit too scared to go up and like make conversation <laughs> as yet but then you know as we went on and as we were training you know I say g'day and everything like that and we kind of you know just started friendly talking friendly banter stuff like that and um I just went up to Kate and I just said, oh, check out this photo. And I showed her the photo of me and her, like, <laughs> back in 2017. And it was her, you know, all in a Dillaroo's kit and me and my um, junior rugby league um, yeah. jersey getting a photo in Raymond Terrace at a, as a girls' gala day. And I said, I, like, you were my all-time favourite player and all this stuff. And How did she um, take yeah, it? oh yeah she just started laughing and we just joked about it and she's like oh why am I your favorite player like you must have your head screwed on backwards kind of thing like yeah but um yeah it's it was it's it's still yeah um as as you said I still kind of caught myself this year as you can say um getting a little bit starstruck but you know then remembering that um I'm at that level for a reason yeah that's it so you actually mentioned um, earlier, and I'm not going to let this slide, because one of the questions I did want to ask you was, you know, what are your aspirations? What, you know, what some of your goals are? I mean, you know, in four to five years, are you looking to, you know, take to the NRLW? Because you mentioned that. I mean, you've got an interest to go into NRLW, what you've said. Would it be for the Knights? Um, and how far off is that dream for you? I've got a very special place in my heart for the club and, yeah. and just I feel like I have I wouldn't be the player I am today without going through the Newcastle Knights system and the Tushgale system yeah. um, I've been taught so much I've had so many opportunities all the facilities everything I could have ever wanted I've I've been provided with um, I, I would absolutely love a, an NRLW contract and to play and you know we, we we like to say a little thing at the Knights we like to defend the kingdom I would love to defend the kingdom for the rest of my life um, yeah. if that opportunity comes elsewhere um, then of course yeah I would take it and then maybe if there's an opportunity later down the track in my NRLW career of coming and joining the Knights I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed whatsoever I like I guess 
I mean, is that like the next couple of years, are you thinking in terms of um, like as you sort of progress and grow through your um, regular career? I'd like to solidify myself as a full-time like Harvey Norman representative. Yeah. And then um, and then from there, you know, build on to working on to the NRLW, whether that just be in the training squad to start with and then the playing squad and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, in the next... The next five years, I'd hope to make my um, NRLW debut in the yeah, blue ex- and the red. <laughs> that's exciting. Actually, um, you know, I think a, a lot of us listening would like to see that as well. And yeah. you know, have, looking back and go, you know what? I remember hearing one on that um, podcast saying that she wanted <laughs> to do this. I was actually told um, when I was like 11, I was in year five by a teacher that, you know, I had one more year left of rugby league, and then that was it. There was no future in rugby league for me. I wouldn't. And he and he was he was he was trying to get me uh, to convert over to rugby union, and I, I didn't want oh. to. I, I was a rugby league girl at heart. I didn't really want to try union. Um, and that's the thing. Like you know, at that age, I I um I didn't have like the NRLW season to look up to. You know. Every now and again, we'd have the like a girls' gala day at school, the Rebecca Young Cup, you know, um, stuff like that. Whereas now, like girls can play from under sixes up to under twelves, and then then go from thirteens to, you know, all the way up to eighteens, opens, whatever level girls want to play, they can play, and it's awesome to see because, yeah, like you know, ten years ago that wasn't around when I was going through the system, and now it's just progressed so far. It's it's awesome to see. It's really awesome to see. Yeah. What advice would you give to a, a young athlete, you know, you know, who with aspirations to move into rugby league? Or what's the advice that you would give a young Monica? It's probably what I've been told. Um, and that's um, stick with it, you know. Um, and, you know, if you do have dreams and aspirations of making it to the professional and making NRLW, making Harvey Norman, um you gotta you gotta be your own like I am my own biggest critic as I said but I'm also got to be my own biggest believer um because no one else is going to believe in you more than yourself and Mm. if you don't believe in yourself no one else will you know um so always back yourself always believe in yourself and and um you know just remember that you are on your own journey you might make your NRLW debut at 18 you might make it when you're 26 like um there's no time frame on you know when you're going to miss out you're not going to miss out if you are still a fantastic player at age 26 or 28 and you get picked up like that's awesome like you don't you don't have to um be a you know debuting 18 year old to be a great footy player you know you just got to stick with it you got to keep grinding you got to work really hard um and just you know yeah as i said just kind of be a sponge you know, taking what you want and then anything that doesn't quite fit your game you can yeah. bring out like a sponge um yeah. but yeah just just stick with it and believe in yourself yeah right that is good advice um and we are sort of coming to the end of our um, interview one but i wanted to ask i mean what are you looking forward to in the game but um where do you want to see it go in terms of like the positive direction of um or um, of where it could be um well i believe like in the next five years we should have um a full 16 teams um by 2027 i believe that it should be a full-time job career yeah. like girls girls should be on 
Um, I believe girls should be on it now, but, you know, we do still have to have that foundation, those stepping stones, which is it's completely understandable. We've shown that there's interest in, in the game. Um, you know, we've, we've shown that people actually are starting to take notice um, of the women's game. It's yeah. not just about the men's anymore. You know, we'll forever be compared to the men's. Yeah. Our games are very different. Um, yeah. And and it, it will always will be like, like that. Um, but, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had conversations with people where they say, um, oh, I prefer watching the girls because they hit harder. And, and it's, it's, it's true. Um, you know, if you, if you didn't watch the, the female state of origin see Caitlin Johnson run off the back fence, and I, I've not seen a male rugby league player run that hard in a long time. So I suppose um, I, I, in the future, I, I'll definitely, you know, um, I'd have interest if, you know, once my playing career finishes up, I'd love to get into a role of um, um, like sports commentating or um, just being like in the media, kind of like um, – how Rowan Sims, Alana Ferguson, Erin um, Molan, they, you know, they, they were in and around um, the the game. Um, yeah. um, or a coaching role. Um, I have done junior coaching for touch football and stuff like that. So I, I do like coaching. I would love to step into a coaching role as well. Yeah. I mean, not to take away from your, um, you know, your commentary <laughs> and, and media sports um, future, but I think you'd be a great coach, actually. Yeah. 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 Thank tell, you. tell them quite straight out what they're doing wrong, what they need to be doing right at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and as I think about it as well, I mean, and great point as well about the NRLW, um, you know, being a full-time um, paid uh, contract because um, I'm just thinking about your, uh, your, your uh, job as a carpenter. I mean, uh, I guess if you wanted to do full-time NRLW, you could do like some... Um, so like um, renovations for your teammates and other members around the club and to keep things going. But hopefully you don't have to do that. You'll be making obviously enough in the NRLW league. Uh, oh, well, I, I um, can guarantee that even when I'm in the NRLW making, you know, on the contracts and stuff like that, I'll still be doing home jobs and friend jobs because you know that's people always said oh you're a builder you're a carpenter you can you can help me with this you can do this like obviously I absolutely love it um but yeah everyone always needs an odd job done <laughs> um you know people are always like my friends family they're always asking like little advice on how to do things or if they're not 100% sure me to show them how to do it or do it for them um so yeah that quite actually happens quite often um so, yeah, even when I'm not at work, sometimes I'm always working. So um, You know, when you're over at a friend's house, you spot something that's just not quite done right. Do you have to stop yourself from critiquing the work yes. out loud? Like, you're like All the out. time, all the time. I'm mm. like, you know, I see something, I'm like, oh, I can fix that for you. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> Like, you know, a couple of my friends are on leases and on rents and I'm like, oh, I can fix that for you. They're like, oh, but we've got to run it through, you know, the, the landlord <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm always noticing things now and it, it's um always eats away at me. I try not to look at things, but yeah. I just can't help myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you can say, just sort of note down how it should be done and then they can, and then do a little quote 
<laughs> yeah. How much it costs for your time and then they can put it through to the landlord. <laughs> to yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Look, there's a lot that we've covered. Um, I, I feel like your story is really interesting, um, but also there's a lot of resilience um, that I can sort of feel coming out of you and, and you know, while we've been speaking. Um, I love how you've got a really good family network that supports you and like you're always dreaming and the thing that really stands out to me uh, especially is that that whole digging your heels in you know um you know trying harder to prove them wrong I mean, I mean like I think that's just such a uh so emblematic of um the type of spirit that's running through you on the game and I think also like you said in, like even um you know, in your profession, you know, just because you're a girl doesn't mean you can't do it, but it's like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong, <laughs> you know, and and, I, yeah. and that determination is just I, like, I mean, if I'm going to say that's such a through line of your life, uh, like, you know, when I think about, you know, your early days of playing footy, but also the fact that you, like, as a young kid, you had, like, like, great support, great people always at your side um, who have, you know, supported you, um, urged you on and encouraged um, you to just keep going, pursue um, your dream. And I love also too that, you know, when you did make it to the big shed, <laughs> so to speak, you know, um, and when you were sort of like questioning yourself and comparing yourself to, to, you know, your other teammates that, you know, you had someone also right there who was saying, you know, to you, reminding you, you know, that's, that's not who um, you're supposed to be, but um, also like, letting you just sort of have that awareness and understanding um, about you know valuing yourself what you bring um, and understanding um, that you don't have to be the one who's um, you know putting the points on you're the person who's helping them get there um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing what your career looks like in the next few years and I especially hope to see you playing um, in the NRLW debuting one day whether it be for knights or dragons i don't know <laughs> <laughs> just just putting that out there <laughs> i um, wouldn't say no <laughs> but uh but i mean look part of the reason why i hope it's the knights is because then you're sort of close to your home close to your family and all your friends as well so you have that constant love and support um and like back to the point that you say that the knights have been so good to you and have you know really ushered you through in your career and your loyalty i think is certainly something that it's going to stand out to them as well so I have my fingers crossed and I'm sure anyone listening um, has it crossed that you know you do um, get the offer of a contract but also um, you know we just love the fact that you're out there playing well so we're coming up to our mojo 10 and I know um, there's 10 questions that we ask all of our guests so are you ready to take the mojo 10 I am yes okay cool question number one what's what's the best drink best drink is a caramel ice latte <laughs> ice latte uh any particular wait made from scratch or like you can make them pretty good from scratch but i do like them from um the local uh drop-in espresso bar in wall's end or the um zafaras that's in belmont I, oh, okay yeah that's nice Mm, I, I look I haven't had one so I should probably open my mind and taste buds and get myself one absolutely <laughs> okay question number two what's one thing you own that you should really throw out 
Um, well, I actually have recently thrown it out, but I've held it onto it for a very long time. It was, um, I have a, um, a body pillow, like a kind of like a boomerang pillow. Um, oh yeah. The V shaped thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have had that pillow since I was a baby in the same pillowcase and everything. So it was, you know, a good 20 year old pillow. You can imagine the smell and everything of it. Um, but it was a key, it was, it was so close to my heart and, you know, I actually even teared up and cried when my dad threw it out one day without me, without telling me. Um, oh my gosh. He did buy me a replacement one, okay. but still it was very close to my heart, very <laughs> sentimental. Um, but, um, you know, at least I got another one. <laughs> um question number three have you ever asked someone for their autograph and who i haven't asked for an autograph no what oh you must be oh, i keep forgetting how young you are mon um, <laughs> you're from that new school so um do you do selfies have you ever asked someone for a selfie yeah yeah i've, I've asked some celebrities for selfies uh you know ali brigginshaw um caitlin moran isabel kelly hannah southwell um i've all got photos deep down in my instagram archives of them so right okay this is question number four what's the one thing you can't live without um my friends and family yeah yeah everyone says that that's the right answer (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay question number five uh favorite action movie uh yeah four like a lot of people have said Jake Gyllenhaal in that film could be um, a professional boxer. What What's the reason why that's such a great movie? Um, I love the, um, it's obviously a very emotional movie as well. Um, and, um, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal himself, his character has to um, fight through a lot of resilience. And, and it's not just the, it's like the physical battle of, of being a boxer, but he's got so many other battles going on outside of boxing as well that he has to fight and overcome so yeah I just I just love that movie I love the I love the soundtrack of that movie as well I love the um the scenes in it just everything it's it's such a cool movie I fell in love with it as soon as I seen it Rocky it's a better version of Rocky yeah (laughs) sorry I got that wrong but yeah um no great film okay question number six what's your favorite smell freshly cut grass you too, huh? Yeah, love <laughs> wow. it. Is it because it reminds you of summer or being outdoors? Yeah, probably that. Yeah, um, my dad loves mowing the lawn, so lucky um, we get to smell it like every two weeks or whatever when it's not raining. So yeah, it's awesome. I love the smell. Uh, um, question number seven: What's the most used app on your phone? Oh, Instagram and TikTok for sure. Really. Yeah, I'm always on Instagram, always on TikTok. Just even if it's just scrolling, I like I could be watching a TV show and I'm still scrolling through Instagram and TikTok. That's yeah, I'm just always on there. Uh, any dancers? Oh, I'm not dancing. I like to make funny videos. Oh, okay. Okay, question number eight. You get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? Uh probably Big Jet Plane by Angus and Julia Stone. I think it was like number one on the Triple J's Hottest 100 one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like one that you can rock out to, but also just 
just like mellow too yeah absolutely yeah it's a good like for both moods I guess uh question number nine what's the best advice you've ever received from my parents is just keep being you be unapologetically you um never change because yeah um I guess um just yeah be you um and do and don't apologize for being you is that it yeah and, and and do whatever that makes you happy like um you know happiness is is everything in life like it doesn't matter if you've got like you are super successful with a job you know you're making heaps and heaps of money or you know you just work a, a day job or you may not have a job whatever makes you happy um you know and that um a paycheck and a relationship is nowhere near more important than your mental health yeah. as well. That's a, that's a good little advice I've been given to. Yeah, that is great advice. So we're on to question number 10. Uh, describe the rest of your life in five words. So- um, one would be wild. Mm-hmm. Um, one would be successful. Mm-hmm. Wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, full of love. Okay. And carefree. Yeah, nice. Wild, successful, wholesome, full of love and carefree. Yeah. I like the wild part. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what that entails, but. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be a wild ride. Yeah, <laughs> fun I mean. times. Yeah. <laughs> fun times. But it'll be done with love and it'll be yep. totally wholesome. and. Yep. <laughs> Still a little bit carefree. Yeah. (laughs) Which will be successful. Absolutely. (laughs) That was the end of the Mojo 10. Um, You got every question right, by the way. There's no prize. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But but it actually says a lot about you too. uh, And I really hope that everyone um, who's heard your answers, you know, also get to hear a little bit, you know, get to sort of understand and know a little bit more about you too. Again, thank you so much for your time today. Was there anything, um, I guess, in closing or um, anything that you wanted to promote? I mean, where can people find you on social media if they wanted to tune into some of your TikTok videos? Um, uh, my TikTok handle is Monica. Oh, sorry, it's mon.morris. Mm-hmm. And then my Instagram is Monica Lee Morris. Um, so, yeah, that's where I post most of my um, content, like the Instagram footy content, um, just social life content too. Um, yeah. yeah, follow follow the TikTok for a good laugh, that's for sure. In closing, um, I really just want to say thank you again. Um, I felt like uh, I'm really grateful for the fact that you've opened up I and mean, there was a lot um, of like real, like authentic um like you know topics and you know insight that we covered over and I, I actually feel like a lot of our listeners will be um especially touched as well um like coming away feeling that same sincerity come through with what we've covered and um you know and I think a lot of them will also be watching your career uh, with a lot of interest perhaps even like looking at what houses you've built um anyone who's in the Newcastle area um you know you might get a little bit of extra work out of this too you never know but um like one like seriously I've really enjoyed our chat and um 
I mean, I do listen to you uh, whenever I hear on the Women in Lead show and um, and I'm glad the fact that you've, you know, agreed to come on to the In Focus because there's just so much more behind this really rich, you know, personality and I feel like it's really come through on um, on our interview today. So thank you. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Lay. Um, you know, it's absolute pleasure to be, um, you asked me to be join uh, the In Focus show today. Um, I'm you know very blessed to be able to share my story and some of my experiences and and my career and and where I hope to go in the future um you know it gives me a platform to um you know put myself out there even more um you know get people to get to know me a bit as well um and just a very um always a pleasure to be a part of anything to do with mojo sports I, I love the mojo team so yeah thank you so much for having me You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.